Back home, I want to chat housing, a hot political potato at the moment, and now a major business group is warning the problems with supply shouldn't be used as a scapegoat to curb migration. Instead, the Business Council of Australia says years of poor policy from successive governments are to blame for the housing crunch. The ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan is following this and joins us now in the studio. Peter, how fair is it to blame migration for the lack of housing supply and pressures on the system at the moment? Well, good morning, Tom. Of course, this is a very uh, hot and intense political debate. You've got housing policy, renters' rights and the Prime Minister's $10 billion housing supply package ahead of next Wednesday's National Cabinet meeting, which is going to be pretty hot as well. But the Business Council of Australia has released a paper saying migration isn't solely to blame here, that the nation isn't being inundated with migrants, but that migration rather is just getting back to normal after borders were closed during the pandemic and population is about 375,000 below forecast before the pandemic. A big issue now is that many skilled workers gave up on Australia during the pandemic when those borders were closed and took up jobs in other countries. The BCA says Australia is now competing with the best and the brightest around the world but also says the migration system does need to be simpler and more streamlined so proper planning can take pressures off the system. Okay, so that's the Business Council, Peter. What are economists saying about the importance of migration when it comes to Australia's economy? Well, Tom, just about any economist will probably tell you that properly controlled and managed migration and improving productivity essential to propping up Australia's economy along with high population growth and, of course, a key reason behind Australia's 3.5% unemployment rate and Australia's resilience against economic headwinds. It's a theme that resonates as Australia's economy begins to slow, as we've been seeing, and Stephen Smith a partner at Deloitte Access Economics thinks the migrant intake might help Australia sidestep a recession next year. We see very slow growth in the Australian economy over the next 12 months and and through 2024, 2025. We're not predicting a recession, but the only real reason why is because of very strong population growth. So, you know, the economy is certainly looking um, pretty sluggish over the next uh, couple of years. Stephen Smith, their partner at Deloitte Access Economics and Peter Ryan is with us. Peter, how critical is all of this given concerns about the global economy, including that major slowdown? down in China. Well, Tom, uh, obviously there's a real urgency to get this right, especially now given rising concerns about the health of China's economy, the world's second biggest economy. Uh, Given that we're used to talking about inflation running out of control and being extremely high, we have the reverse in China where consumer prices have actually fallen for the first time since February 2021, tipping uh, the world's second biggest economy into what's known as deflation. People not spending, waiting for prices to fall, which is a a very big problem. And economists are now worried that both the United States and China could well fall into recession later on this year. So quite a few headwinds there. Can I just ask you about a story that broke around this time yesterday morning? That's the Commonwealth Bank posting this massive profit of more than $10 billion. Doesn't seem to have gone down well with borrowers struggling to pay their mortgage. We're hearing that over the past 24 hours. But how much of the criticisms justified, Peter Ryan? 
Well, Tom, uh, it's often said that there's only one thing less popular than a profitable bank, and that's an un- unprofitable bank. And I'd imagine if the CBA's profit fell sharply or they reported a loss, there'd be an even bigger story we'd be reporting and people would be calling for heads on stakes and for Matt Common to be sacked. But instead, he's delivered a record profit. I know it is unpalatable for people who are struggling with higher mortgage repayments, but banks are in the business of making a profit and delivering to shareholders. And, of course, indirectly, your superannuation fund might actually contain Commonwealth Bank shares. So you're indirectly or actually directly benefiting when the Commonwealth Bank does a good job and makes a profit. Also, remember, the CBA employs about 50,000 people and they manage um, massive investments valued at around $1.2 trillion. So that really puts a profit of $10.2 billion into a fair bit of context. Okay, Peter, thanks as always for joining us. Peter Ryan there, the ABC Senior Business Correspondent.